This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi there, welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time pad, pad, Padcast. Padcast. The Pad Tie Cast. Hey, actually, uh. that should be a thing. Yeah, I'm in. It's noodling. <laughs> Just noodling. A top 50 intercom podcast. Our <laughs> weekly look into ACB Seattle Sounders FC. The Pad the Pad Tie Cast is already top 50? You know it. Nerdy <laughs> soccer culture, fan outrage, peanut sauce, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league desperately need in... Foreign oil money. It's MLS. <laughs> Hi there. We're your hosts for Mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field. He is Brandon from the internet. And he is currently craving pad thai now that we've... like. I, I feel like the last few times I've gotten Thai food, I haven't gotten pad thai. I always get something different. So I feel like uh, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight I'll go hit up one of my favorite... I'm about to move out of Seattle, and yeah. um, I feel like uh, there's a lot of food I want to get before I leave. <sighs> And I think Dude, one of those ta- things is going to have to be some Thai food. Okay, let's let's go over um, if there was like your top three things. It doesn't have to be the best or anything, but the, like the three things you got to get yeah. before you get. Yeah, well, I'm mo- so I'm going to be in Spokane is where I'm moving, and um, there's no Din Tai Fung in Spokane, and so I feel like Din Tai Fung is on my list of yeah. uh, of like have to go at least a couple yeah, times yeah, before yeah. I go. Um. Uh, what do I always crave? I feel like uh, Big Mario's. Get a little, get a couple slices of pizza. Big fan of that. Yeah. Um, even though I feel like I eat pizza like every every day. Oh, and then there's um, okay, there's the uh, teriyaki place across from the old radio station uh, 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 building. Yeah, yeah. That place oh. is so good. Midori Number no. Four, I think, is what it's called. Uh, that place until, until has... you identified them by name, I was going to make fun of them. But oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's th- not as good as the. It's not as good as the fun place though. Right next Fubak, door. That's I right know. there. Good I know. God. I know. But like Ugh. the thing is, the thing about this teriyaki place is that, um, and and I've been trying to find like any other teriyaki place that does it because it's not super convenient to drive to the old radio station in order to get like, <laughs> uh, yeah. in order to get uh, teriyaki. I almost called it by what you were going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, you should bleep out what it, when I said the name, so now I can call it what it is, which is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, uh, but so it's not super convenient for me to drive down there. But what they do is they they have this like garlic 
uh, mayo or like thing. I don't know. But like when you dip the spicy chicken teriyaki in it, it makes it Ooh. incredible. Oh, it's so good. Um, because you're pa- you're pairing spicy with creamy. Yeah. And that's yeah. always a go-to yeah. smart move. And they're like the only yeah. teriyaki place that does it. So I feel like now that like now that I'm on the spot, it's like Din Tai Fung, uh, Little Big Mario's, and um, and then <laughs> like I have to I have to hit that up. Well, that's really interesting because I found I didn't know anything about this. I was reading a Reddit thread as I do, and there it was that you have to try the people that invented teriyaki, like, the American teriyaki. Yeah, yeah, Bill Teriyaki. You have to go to. <laughs> I think it was Thomas Edison Teriyaki. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Edison Teriyaki. That's what it was. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but so, he, he had like a restaurant and then um it's like up in Shoreline now, right? Like he has like a place up in Shoreline or maybe even further north. There's like 50 of them, dude. It's crazy. Oh, it's for called real? The Tosh- guy- Toshi's Teriyaki oh, is yeah. like the spot. Yeah. And um there's one like at Mill Creek Town Center, not like just down from there, which is like minutes from my house. And I, I didn't know anything about it and someone posted that. It's like, well, I mean, I really want that cuz I'm hungry and it's 8:30 in the morning, but like how far do I actually have to drive? And it was like down the street and someone said that i don't know if this is the original one or not but someone said that and i just believed it because i'm an idiot but then i looked it up and there's like one in edmonds mm-hmm. and there's like right there along the water man ah oh, they're everywhere and it's totally different because all of the teriyaki places that uh, i've frequented before they all have the ultra thin beef yeah and then there's like some sort of gristly knuckle that's in there and you're like then i can't eat there ever again for like two years and so there's a place by when you worked at the Sounders, there's that place that does the really good spicy Oh, first chicken. of all, the lady that yeah. runs that place is the the best. She's like a robot, but like a yeah, nice yeah, robot that like doesn't yeah. want to kill you. And like she's like taking – because there's always – because that place is so good. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like that place is so good. There's always a line out the door. And she yeah. is like – taking your credit card while also bagging something and like she's like uh general grievous if general grievous was like a japanese lady that served you teriyaki <laughs> general general thomas edison grievous teriyaki okay got it yes exactly anyway so yeah that's spicy teriyaki down there yeah so that's there's like a bunch of spots but like I've never experienced anything like Toshi's before. Like the the beef is thick and hot. Oh mm. <laughs> no, but it's like a better cut. It's like a better cut of meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, it it blows my mind how much better it is. I can't stop going there. And the first time I went, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like I was like blown away by how crazy better it was than everything else. Like it's a whole other dimension of teriyaki. I couldn't even believe it the, existed. The wizard bird brought it in from uh, from. <laughs> another dimension. you got that right yeah thanks wizard bird nicely done okay so also, you make great teriyaki <laughs> so that's one of my spots now that like if i was like gonna have to say goodbye to seattle cuisine yeah. i would go to wizard bird teriyaki yeah <laughs> wait so so question are you yes. gonna have chicken teriyaki beef teriyaki or wizard bird teriyaki <laughs> <laughs> if you eat the wizard bird teriyaki you teleport through your own butthole <laughs> I think I've heard an Irish song about that before. <laughs> oh, they think they know, but they're no yeah. Thomas Edison teriyaki, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, um, so for me, the thing I miss in Seattle is Taco's Chukis. Oh, my oh, God, I could go there every okay. day, I'm man. replacing Big Mario's with Taco's Chukis on my list. The I thing was like, is, is like, I, I eat Mario's. Taco's Chukis like 
once a week right now because uh, there's one on like Queen Anne, Lower Queen Anne, and I live in uh, like just on the other side of Queen Anne, so I eat it all the time. Uh, so I don't think I think about it on my list as like a thing that I have to go to because I'm just there all the time. Hey, can I food brag for a second? Yeah, you can you can food brag. I was the first customer ever at that Tacos Chukis location. They oh, invited me to their Dexter? soft launch. Yeah, they, they invited me to their soft launch, and I was like, yeah, I'll go to that. And it started at like 7.30 at night or something. I thought I'd go to bed at like 8. And so I was there at like 7.26 being like, you going to open? <laughs> Let's go. And went in, and they were like, okay, you're the first one. Congratulations. Hooray. Um, and so I order my whatever. I get my baby burritos, which is probably a handful of tacos because I overeat there every time. And they go to hand me the little red placard that says what number you are in line. And they give me like 71. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you need to shuffle through there and find the number one. Get out that number one so I can do some social media. And they were like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you remember I going somewhere to, there's a photo. Do you like remember going to restaurants and like eating food with people? That was yeah, fun. It's... That was fun. Now, like, I'm, yeah, now that I'm talking about all these things that I have to do, I'm like, oh, like, is Dintai Fung like accepting people to like sit and eat some pork chop fried rice and some Zhaolong Bao? I can answer that question because I've been many times. I haven't sat in a restaurant to eat anything in you know seven months. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. But Dintai Fung, they the one at U uh, Village. Yeah, they closed down the street. It's in front of the um, the Tesla and yeah. uh, what's it called Molly Moons there below Dintai Fung, right. and they put tables all through there. So you can have an outside dining experience where they wait on you in one section, or you can just get it to go and sit at a table and eat yourself. And then there's like some teenager that hates his life walking around with like a spray bottle that has to clean the tables when you're done. <laughs> um, I mean, universally, every time I've, we've gone like several times because yeah. my wife, all uh, my who is a chronic online shopper, ha- always has something to return. So I'm like, well, let's go to Dentai Fung. It's a very costly habit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So um, and then another one that I like, I would really, I really want to go back to Tai Tom. Oh, Tai! Is, I love Tai Tom. I wanted to food brag like, for a second. Can I food brag for a second? Yeah, man, do it. Uh, when I went to Thailand, uh, which makes me an expert for our podcast that we do yeah, uh, yeah, sure, in, sure. In, a, in a while. Um, when I went to Thailand, on the way back, we stopped through. We had like a twenty-four hour layover in Taipei, and while in Taipei, I went to the original Din Tai Fung. What? Yeah, yeah. I was not the we- first. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in um, Japan, my wife is vegan, and it's very hard to explain to Japanese people what that means. They don't like understand that concept. They get vegetarian, but they use egg in a lot, right. and so she we had to carry around a sign that was with you know Japanese script. Like it's not called kanji; it's something else. Um, and hand it to waiters and waitresses before they brought us food. And they would be like, they'd look at us, and then they look at us like, what? They're like, oh no, it's okay. Okay, great. So she got so tired of not being able to find things to eat. She was like, I don't know what to eat. We're looking at the you know Google Maps on our phone, and then it says Dentai Fung, and she's like, um, that, we're going to Dentai Fung. Yeah, yeah. After while we were at a restaurant where she couldn't figure out what to eat, she was like, this is where we're going. So I bang banged in Kyoto uh, while we were there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're so weird there though because um, because they're still stuck in mall culture in some. Like a department store culture, yeah. Um, not not universally, but like in the places where you find a lot of thoroughfare and a lot of, food especially and stuff in like Kyoto. That. Like I feel like I got sushi when we were in Kyoto, and that's what we uh, that's what we got was like in a mall. Yeah, was was it at the Kyoto train station? Because that's the best sushi ever. In my, um, no, it wasn't. 
It wasn't. But yeah, you go to like a department store and on the sixth floor they have all these restaurants and it feels real weird. Well, right in the middle of like a Macy's, there's a Din Tai Fung there. And so we're sitting there and people are like shopping for scarves next to us. Like, mm, this would look nice. And I'm like, would you like to wrap it around this this uh, Long Bao? <laughs> so uh. yeah, I can, I can relate to the foreign Din Tai Fung experience. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff I would miss. So yeah. Um, and and not much from the north end, <laughs> where I'm at now. <laughs> Except for Toshi's. Yeah, but that's all over. Thomas Edison I, Toshi. Uh, to- Thomas Edison Teriyaki. That's great. Okay. Well, anyway, um, wh- where were we? Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely uh, five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from uh, current Sounder Chad Ichinojo to current <laughs> Sounder Roman Torreson. <laughs> this week, the ACB Sounders FC take on the Latchkey Kids and Locked Out of Their Country, Vancouver Whitecaps FC, in a battle for the <laughs> hanging out at our friend's house to mom gets home cup. <laughs> that is very good. That is very good. I, I did not read that before, and that's funny. You know, I just realized that ACB, I get it. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, but it's too close to something else. <laughs> it's, well, ACB is also, uh, yeah, well, first of all, yes. And second of all, that's the LA Galaxy uh, Supporters uh, Club. Is like the Angel City Brigade is what they call it. So, Oh, I st- strike that. I yeah. strike that yeah. from the, I, I would like to omit that from For the for record, ACB is attacking center backs. Like, attacking yeah. center backs is, is what ACB is. Well, because the big... <laughs> news roman torres is once again a seattle sounder which means that we're either signing depth for javier uh ariaga when he goes to play in the conmebol uh you know championship or we're signing depth for raul Ruiz diaz when he goes to play in the conmebol like, <laughs> tournament. so now we have two guys that are notorious for playing attacking center back the sounders fc secret weapon yeah so that's the acb part we'll just call it AC sound AC Sounders FC from now on, okay? All center backs are bastards. <laughs> I'm not. I, why did you have to do that? <laughs> uh, big now that we've talked soccer. Big congrats to Shodai being the bestest fat guy and getting promoted to Ozeki. Now, really, for everyone who's pro rel that wants promotion and relegation in MLS, which is an idea that I don't think the league can actually support. Nice end hat, by the way. Uh, Sumo is the ultimate MLS model because it's set up both like an MLM, a multi-level marketing scheme, and you also get relegated for being bad or getting hurt. So I feel like it's like... (laughs) The Sounders would be screwed. (laughs) Yeah, and I think there's some people that would like to see that. I say it's MLM because it is um, the Sumo structure is a pyramid scheme there's a bunch of when you get to the top level the makauchi there's a a ton of magashira guys rated from one to usually 16 or 17 depending on how many guys there are in the next level at komosubi and then you have sekiwake and then you have ozeki and then yokozuna is the very tip top you only have like one or two yokozuna two or three or four maybe ozeki and you have to like do considerably harder things to advance in these levels to get up there. And then if you get hurt, you just sit out and it counts against you. Like if you don't enter the tournament, you lose all 15 matches, which is crazy. Whoa. So like in order to stay at the top, you can't be hurt. You have to cuz you have to like be out playing. there. You yeah. have to keep going. Yeah, and so it really it's a really brutal sport, but also if you 
are bad enough in a tournament. Effectively, there's 15 bouts, and so if you lose more than you win, you're going down, and if you win more than you lose, you're going up. It's like a pretty simple system. But you get relegated through these levels, and if you drop below Magashira, then you lose your paycheck. When you go down to Jurio, you no longer have like the benefits of being a professional sumo. It's crazy, dude. So, it's like a... Like uh, so, then do you have to like uh, have all of your sumo friends over to your house under the pretense that you're just like gonna have like you're just gonna hang out and have drinks? But then at the end of the, at the end of it, you're like, Tickle oh, fight. and if and if if by chance you want to buy some of my chinkonabi uh, <laughs> that I have here in this case, and then you have to get like six of the ozeki to buy a chinkonabi to to in order for you to become a hakuho or to become a yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 what do you call it yeah. yokozuna. <laughs> Well, and it's not just any chunkonabe. It is herbal life chunkonabe. Right, right, right. Right. My right. Um, when I, so so Catherine, my wife doesn't watch a lot of um, Sounders sumo. games with me, <laughs> yeah, or sumo. And um, <laughs> when when the Sounders were playing uh, LA Galaxy, she she hate like she get, despises um, MLMs, right? Like because because yeah. she's a um, you know she's a hairstylist. She works in the beauty industry, um, and so she is like a prime target for like these stay-at-home moms who are friends of ours or even like people from Spokane who where she grew up and where we're moving to like go ahead also her ex-boyfriend's father's name was uh Herb Al Lefe <laughs> yeah 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 best friends with uh Thomas Edison Teriyaki uh, <laughs> yeah oh that guy's awesome yeah the uh so she gets like she gets hit up all the time um on on Instagram and 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 everywhere else it's like hey boss babe like I I I, <laughs> I want to sell you some Chunkonabi and um I, I but it's but it's always under the pretense like how are you we haven't talked for so long like blah 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 my makeup or whatever it is yeah yeah um do you want to make a little extra income on the side and um so she despises it so anyway she she like sits down and is watching the la galaxy game with me uh a few days ago and she's like wait 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 wait. are they sponsored by a pyramid scheme i was like oh yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, this is this is mls three teams are sponsored by pyramid schemes you've got rsl you've got fc dallas and you've got uh and you've got la galaxy obviously sponsored by herbalife and um and she was like, how is that okay? And I'm like, well, you see, they're in L.A., which is a, uh, they're really trying to go for that, like, Hispanic, uh, like, I mean, if you watch the John Oliver special on how they, they specifically target, like, new um uh, citizens or, or like uh, new like immigrants to the United States who are primarily Hispanic in, in LA, uh, they're trying to like oversell these people and just make all of their money off of their back so then they can like up themselves to Yokozuna or whatever it is in, <laughs> in the MLM world. Um, but she could not believe the LA Galaxy. And like, this is old news. They've been sponsored by these guys for all the time. You had David Beckham running around the kit, like wearing a MLM on his jersey, which I'm sure was great for Herbalife. Um, yeah. But it is just like a crazy... Uh, uh, pyramid scheme pyramid scheme. It, yeah 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 okay yeah it's it's and then advocare on the side same thing yeah yeah exactly they're, and then all, i don't i don't like like life vantage or something yeah there's a why can't we just have a good old-fashioned oil company like bmo huh <laughs> i know come on are they no, telecom a bank. or oil that's a bank oh. that's a bank, oh, bank, of, sorry, bank of montreal sorry. bank of montreal to be fair i'm sure they make their money on oil futures which is probably sure. bad news for them right now so yeah why can't we just have something like that nobody really knows what they do like zulily <laughs> <laughs> an imaginary company <laughs> tax shelter <laughs> which is probably a front yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, big congrats going out to Nico Lodero, um, 
Oh, first of all, Shodai, it was his first championship. Great job, Shodai. Uh, his buddy Asanoyama, who came up, who was below him the whole way coming up, had already won one and got promoted to Ozeki. Now Shodai is going to be a Ko-Ozeki. Ko-Zeki. And, uh, oh. it'll be a, and the November tournament's going to be great. If you win two tournaments in a row, you are automatically put up for a promotion to Yokozuna. So watch out. Congrats to Nico Lodero hitting 10,000 minutes played in MLS. And when it's MLS, they say if you do something for 10,000 hours, you become a master. I feel like if you play for 10,000 minutes in MLS, you become a master. You become a Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah, you, he is Yokozuna of Seattle Sounders. But now he has to start selling uh, Chunkonabe <laughs> to like New Hood in order to remain in, in that Yokozuna no, no. spot. Now he's got all his bottom bitches in place. He doesn't have to do anything. He just Perfect. gets to stand back and be like, Brad Bradsmith, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. I noticed you're you a little low on sales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear he negotiated his contract so that way when he's out selling Chunkonabe, it's, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to start from the bottom level again because he put in the time and he wouldn't come back unless he could start as a, as a tier three. so Right, right. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. So um, now he just has to, like, pimp all of his Chunkonabe to Alex Roldan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, yeah, uh, MLS Team of the Week, Alex Roldan. Hey, you know what? We had a review, which is now uh, very relevant, and I'm going to read it right now, okay? <laughs> oh, no. Here we go about how much we d- shouldn't talk about sumo. So I think, I think this is an... I don't know if, if uh, Corey is a new listener or not, but he sent us a, t- he sent <laughs> us a tweet. Uh, and he said, seriously, 23 minutes of bullshit non-Sounders related stuff? Seriously? You're lucky your banner is funny AF. House of Chads should be a recurring bit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, thanks? Corey, also, how dare you're the, you? You're the damn best. First yeah. of all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, that's the best type of review that we could get. One that we don't have to dwell on and right. use 23 minutes to harp on Yan. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not. We don't have to go there, Corey. We appreciate you listening, and that's yeah. so cool. So, yeah. and thanks for the follow on Twitter at Full Ninety Podcast. Now, how about that win? Another almost shutout for Seattle Sounders FC. 3-1 against LA Galaxy. You're nodding your head like I missed something. No, I mean, it's a, the, the almost shutout thing is like, uh, it's just becoming a meme at this point, right? Like the Sounders up and dominating a match, and then you sub in Avier Arriaga and, uh, <laughs> and give up a goal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right? Like the, the, the penalty against San Jose when we were winning by like a million to zero. Uh, yeah. While I do disagree with the call yeah, uh, awesome. was on Javier Arriaga when you had um when you had a terrible like missed I mean this is what's crazy the goal that got gets scored against uh, against the Sounders you've got Shane O'Neill uh Javier Arriaga in the back and then uh, a ball gets a cross gets played and it's a headed goal and uh, Arriaga is definitely the culprit uh he's the one that misses that uh, um, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah yeah the finger wag the ball goes over the top he completely misses it he like loses his mark and um but you've got Shane O'Neill looking like he has just like committed a a crime and got caught for it immediately like he is on the on the ground like pulling his hair out like he cannot believe like I love to see that from a center back like the hair that he doesn't have uh, I love to see that from a center back like Losing his mind over the fact that we conceded the goal after after dominating uh, most of the match. I thought, um, I'd like to see that from Shane O'Neill. Don't like to see that from Javi. Uh, but now that you've got Roman Torres, Javier Arriaga, uh, Yamar, Shane O'Neill, uh, and three left backs or whatever, I think that our defense should be okay from now on. <laughs> Well, we also learned that the real reason why he was so upset wasn't because that Stefan Fry is not going to get that clean sheet bonus, but actually because now Stefan Fry is not going to let him off the hook for not making his Chanko Nabe sales for the week. <laughs> 
He thought he was going to get promoted to level two, but it's just not It's not in the works now because he messed it up. That's all going to Alex Roldan, who, by the way, came on as a substitute and uh, played really great and also somehow got uh, team of the week for uh, <laughs> MLS, Despite MLS his brother scoring two goals. Dot com, dot com. <laughs> It must be so frustrating for Fry, who like I'm sure makes money off of the, you know, unfairly off of the number of clean sheets that he keeps or whatever. But like when you're working out that contract next time, be like, yo, if I don't approve the center backs, then I want a one goal buffer, okay? Because right, <laughs> right. otherwise, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you. It's that's actually maybe how the Sounders are like um, saving money during these hard times of the pandemic. They can't have fans in the stadium. They're like, well, we're not making money off off of fifteen dollar beers, so we need to make sure that we're playing Javi and Shane O'Neill in front of uh, Stefan, so we don't have to give him that five hundred dollar clean sheet bonus. <laughs> that's at least fifteen beers. <laughs> also, they've got a new uh, uh, new sponsor. It's for linens, and they gave him a five hundred dollar clean sheet bonus, yeah. not like he had anticipated. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, the the idea that you would be able to play a strategy that's just catch up with Jordan Morris. Gosh. Um, playing that high line and hoping that Jordan Morris doesn't burn you is going to burn you every time. They said they said this so many times on the broadcast. Steve Zakawani, uh, Keith Costigan, and Casey Keller. For some reason, we have all three of them in the booth. Um, <laughs> Uh, they said this three t- like so many times. I think that's the- a good thing. Hold on, I think that's a good thing because I think that Keller and Zakawani balance each other out because Zakawani's so pragmatic and Keller's so negative right. that like and Keller can't just run his mouth as like the big time professional because Zakawani is so good. Yeah. Well, when I played kind for of- whole city or whatever in the in yeah. the like lower champions. But hey, 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 I mean Keller is a legend. For sure. It's just for that sure. he's like such a personality that he can kind of steamroll over people and I've had it happen to me. He's a, he's a Lexi Lawless light, right? Like that's that's essentially what Casey Keller is. And so Zakawani is like a really really good analyst. And so you can't come at him and get it by him because he's not aggressive about it. He's just yeah. like, well, I don't know that that's right. I think it's this. And then he has to be like, okay. And so like real quickly, when you added the third person to the booth and it's Zakawani, it made Keller have to be raise his game a little bit. And I think it's actually been really good for the broadcast. My wife and I were walking the dogs this morning and um, there's like a few moving companies like right around the uh, right around the corner from us that like they all keep their trucks in that area. So every morning, all of these guys that are movers go down to this yeah. area, pick up their trucks. They go to the gas station that's like right down the corner from our place and and um and they get you know they get their like five dollar foot long you know wieners and their uh coffee and they uh they get back into their trucks and they drive away and my wife and i literally always laugh every time we see one of these trucks driving away because it's like this huge truck with a tiny little cab and three big dudes sitting in the cab like all next to each other (laughs) to me that is the sounders broadcast booth right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, good thing it's COVID then, right? Because they right. all have to be like across the conference room from one another yeah. to be able to pull that off. It's, well, so yeah, they it's... kept talking about the fact that like the, you cannot play a strategy against the Sounders, which requires um, uh, basically hoping that Jordan Morris doesn't run right by you, right? Right. And, and I think based on watching, and, that, and go ahead. That strategy is playing a high line to try and um, to try and put as many people in your final third as possible to be able to try and beat a team that's going to be real good. But with Jordan Morris, if you have that high line, as soon as one ball goes over the top, he's going to burn by anybody who's got their back to goal. I mean, maybe their strategy was just like, Jordan Morris will eventually get tired, and when he does, they won't be able to play that ball to him anymore because he's 
running so much and it's like well yeah but every time he runs right by you he's scoring a goal or assisting christian roldan so like you find yourself three down and you're like oh is jordan morris tired yet and there was one point later in the game in like the 70th minute when the score is already three nothing um where Jordan, like somebody played a long, like Nico played a long ball to Jordan Morris or, or uh, Jao Paulo was about to. And then Jordan just like put his arm up and he's like, no, I'm not running. I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm not running anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then and that's when LA Galaxy was like, okay, now Our we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. It was, uh, and what was interesting is I think that it was Casey Keller who's been saying that in the previous matches leading up to it too that like they're playing this high line expose the high line and get and be able to burn by him and then it finally came to fruition and uh, Big Gun Schmitz popped on and was like yeah we're gonna do this (laughs) also doesn't that coach look sexy on the sideline (laughs) 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 that's a comment in the Sound Heart article from Big Big Gun Schmitz for 2069 (laughs) Um, As I was watching the match, I was like, wouldn't it be, I want it to be, I want Jordan Morris to have Nico Ladero hair. I want him to go full on, I can't tell if it's frosted tips, if we're back to that now because mm -hmm. of the timeline, or if it's full on bleach blonde hair. I want to see him do something that's super out of character like that. Like I thought all the tattoos was that, but then I want to see like some real bad hair. Nico Ladero with a mullet. That's what I want. I want him to go like full, like super baggy jersey uh, like mullet look like 1990s uh, like just look like a total 1990s uh, set, like, like he's about midfielder. to pass the ball to Maradona yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets like a really bad cocaine addiction like Maradona and it's gonna be great <laughs> Uh, I thought we were gonna see new who put a ball in from about 48 yards like Everyone saw it. It was telegraphed more than anything could be, but that ball came rolling up to him, and to watch that action figure leg just swing back and go full-on smash that ball. I feel like at that point, the goalkeeper, whatever his nuts is, Bing... Bingham. What's his name? Bingham, yeah. Bing Crosby, could have just gotten out of the way and been like, nice, just to see <laughs> if it tore through the, the back of the net or not. There was... um. Uh, so a few weeks ago when the Sounders played San Jose, uh, after the, you remember they kept dishing the ball to Nuhu being like, score, Nuhu, score. And yeah. um, it just never happened, right? It kept like he just took one too many touches because he's not a forward yet. Um, there, like it just it just never came off. And then after the game, everybody uh, on Twitter made note of the fact that after the game, Jimmy Traore's got his arm around uh, uh, Nuhu. Jimmy Traore, famous uh, Sounder, Liverpool center back, like incredible player. Um uh, Jimmy Traore's got, but he's scored a lot of goals in his time. He's got his arm around Nuhu, and everybody's like, "That's Jimmy telling Nuhu how to score, right?" Oh, and dope. <laughs> and um, so when you think back to Jimmy's most famous goal for the Sounders, it's him ripping one from like forty yards out. I think Nuhu was just like, "This is what Jimmy, this is what Jimmy told me to do," and then like. <laughs> That's my best French accent. Best of the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just rips it, and and it, he does miss. However, he does in the same match get his first MLS assist, it, it, which I thought is crazy that that hasn't happened yet. But he gets his first MLS assist. It was a hockey assist, uh, yes. which means that he assisted the assist, and um, that led up to the Sounders' first goal with Christian Roldan. 
his impact has there's no question that while he still is going to be a wild card all the time his impact adds so much depth his ability to be able to yeah considering in uh, the same match like when you talk about a wild card in the same match uh, he could have easily just booted the ball out but instead he pops it up and then heads it out like 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 he noticed that like uh, on Twitter I said that it's like he noticed that his headed clearance stat on FIFA was too low so he's trying to pop it up a little bit <laughs> he's like I could just kick this one but I need to buff up my stats but that dude's a guy that's having fun playing soccer yeah that's, absolutely I mean they're all professionals and they're all supposed to be playing to the best of their ability but like god forbid you don't have a good time like that's that's what it's the th- this podcast equivalent to my job of being a radio broadcaster is that like this is my pop it up and head it out yeah. this is my 23 minutes of talking about chanko nabe instead of talking about soccer that like like that i come here to do this and it's great to be able to feel like you're still having some fun this this podcast is the uh Javier, for me, is the Javier Arriaga getting a red card and not being able to play anymore because I'm not doing my real job right now. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Adidas hefty boy, big and tall man of the match. <laughs> Your Adidas hefty boy, uh, big and tall man of the match is, in my opinion, either Wow Paulo or Neymar. Yamar. Neymar. Oh, or Neymar. Yeah. He had a great. He had a great game. Adidas hefty boy, big and tall man of the match. Jerseys for big boys. I feel like we're gonna keep uh, Adidas hefty boy in business now that we've got Yamar, Ariaga, and Roman Torres all on the same team. Absolutely. I can't wait to see Yamar and Torres out there. Like, I assume that they both are Spanish speakers. I don't know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see them out there bantering with one another. And then, like, you know, like I can imagine Roman Torres dancing and Yamar being like, oh, what's this? All right. Yeah. yeah. I cannot. Getting after it a I cannot bit. wait for this. This is like, this is, I, I like, I don't feel like we're ready. And, and I'm just, I pray that, um, that Brian Schmetzer, uh, uh, does this just for the memes? But you have a he 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 plays a, a three man back line, which is becoming more popular in the global sport. Uh, he plays a three man back line that is Roman Torres, Yamar, and Ariaga, <laughs> which is so, just so, a red card waiting to happen or two. It's and it, that also means it's just one at the back while you have five strikers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we end up we end up flipping it from a like. <laughs> Kelvin Le- Kelvin Leardom, you just have this. Like, I have this shot of Kelvin Leardom in the back, like with his arms up, being like, "Guys, yeah. <laughs> you switch from a three-five-two, right? That's kind of what they're playing, yeah. or three-four-three three, three, yeah. to, to a one-four-five. <laughs> the reverse Christmas tree." <laughs> I can't wait. The amount, <laughs> do it for the memes. It, yeah, do it for the memes. It's like the uh it's like uh fight fire with fire. You know, you let you let whoever score nine goals on us, but you've got everybody up top to score ten. <laughs> hey, at the end of last season we did a uh we gave away awards at the podcast party, which will have to be virtual this year, but we gave away awards and one of them was biggest boy, and it was Roman Torres. That is an He's open He's got some real competition this year. Yeah, this is an it's open. Well, I have no idea how this is gonna finish. Also, I do want to get Ichinojo a jersey. I feel like, like I don't Ichinojo know what size he wears. Is, is biggest boy. I, I mean, first of all, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ichinojo. Chad Ichinojo. <laughs> <laughs> Number one biggest boy in all of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Except what about that Bulgarian guy? That Bulgarian guy no, is no, huge. To be fair, Ichinojo, again, for anyone that doesn't remember from last week, is six foot three, 
437 pounds. He is a big professional athlete, and I mean, he could. I feel like he could murder. At, <laughs> like one, point, just... at one point during the match, they said something about Yamar, I think, and they were like, "You don't want." Oh no, 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 no! I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of the Seahawks game where they were talking about, <laughs> uh, which, which is I think a point in Yamar's book about being biggest boy because if I'm thinking about offensive linemen and I accidentally got it confused with Yamar, I feel like that's a that's a point in the in the in the book for for Yamar. Jamal Adams is out. Yamar is going to go <laughs> fill in for him on the Seahawks. <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about this like of, of how you think that Roman Torres would um would play. Okay. This is actually a question I asked uh while while watching the match which is um uh if you were going to have an entire team made up of like 11 clones of one person, right? Yeah. Like what would yeah. be what would be the best uh Joe Joe Allen. Joe Allen, right? We've talked about this before. Like 11 Joe <laughs> Allens. What would you rather fight? One Joe Allen sized duck or 11 duck sized <laughs> Joe Allens? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> so, we, but we've talked about that before. I, I feel like um, if you look at the Sounders, it is definitely Roman Torres. <laughs> like <laughs> eleven Roman Torreses. Yeah, you only end up with seven guys on the field by the end because of the red cards. <laughs> but yeah, sure. But they only end up with seven guys on whoever we're playing only ends up with seven guys on the field because Roman Torres killed four of them. <laughs> Like they don't have legs that function anymore, but yeah. I feel like the real answer is Ozzy Alonso. Like that guy can do everything. Um, Gio Paulo, buddy. Oh, Gio Paulo. Yeah. 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 Or, or as you terribly, terribly say, Wow, Paulo. Wow, Paulo. <laughs> um, you should be fired from soccer for I that. Know, I know. Actually, no. After watching that game, we haven't even talked about this because I think the real man of the match, um, despite Gio Paulo had a crazy good game, Yamar had a really strong game. Again, he looks like an incredible center back for us. Um, Christian Roldan played amazing like to see him playing a more forward role like he's always like he he often gets relegated to the side like to play on the wing because you've got Jao Paulo and, and Roldan in the middle and you've got Gustav Svensson like yeah he's a utility player totally. so you kind of he kind of has to fill in where you need him but now that Joao Paulo is playing that central defense role and Svensson's there like what are you gonna do with a Roldan bro well you put him out to the side and and he does okay but when you've got a, a Raul Ruiz Diaz out because of a, a like a weird late suspension because of a kick out uh, during during the previous match, um, you've got uh, Christian Roldan all of a sudden playing this like much more forward role. Like he's making some of the runs that you think that Christian or that like Jordan Morris is right, making on the other side. Um, he had a a great game and two goals to score for it, including that like insane chip uh, over Bingham at the end, which was awesome to watch. So much touch. It's a it's a true strikers class. Yeah. I mean, he really like any of the guys that you want up front there would have to be able to pull that off, and he did it with. I mean, he was falling as he's running because he's got so much speed, and he was able to sort his feet out and yeah. just dink it right over the keeper. Man, great, great play. Okay, so we're looking uh, forward to uh, someday Saturday. That's the day as the Seattle Sounders FC welcome the Vancouver Whitecaps FC. Poor Vancouver, locked out of Canada, just couch surfing until they can get back in. It's real tough. I don't know how Canada's actually treating them, if they can, um, if they're just in a hotel somewhere down here, what's going on? I think I was reading like that they, um, they were able to go back in between, so they just played a home match in Portland against Portland, where they lost. Um, but they just and went, that's because of quarantine rules. They're right. only playing at home against Canadian teams. There's only 
two other Canadian teams. Yeah. It is even a worse repetition than we're seeing right yeah. now. So if they want to play home against a um, against the USA team, they have to actually come down and play as the home team away. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they, uh, I was reading that I think that they actually get to go back to Vancouver for the time in between um, their matches against Seattle and Portland. So um, they might be back in Vancouver right now. Uh, I don't know what the quarantine rules are before they come back to, to play against um, against Seattle, but uh, Inter Miami broke quarantine rules, so uh, Gonzalo Higuain could play in their match. So I don't think quarantine rules really mean anything in America. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Have you noticed the 200,000 dead people? Like, we don't. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't care. Um, you know, one-fifth one fifth of all the dead people from coronavirus are from this country. In the entire one-fifth. planet? Yeah, one-fifth of them Four, are from this country. Four percent of the population lives here. One-fifth of everyone comes from this country. Yeah, yeah, but it does, it's not a real thing. Uh, sorry, I'm moving to Spokane. It's already coming out. Like, it's... it's. Uh, uh, I'll try to keep that in until I'm actually in Spokane. <laughs> How about this Steve Zakawani, huh? Yeah, so um, I love this. First of all, Steve Zakawani, we talked about this uh, uh, kind of offline, but we think that Steve Zakawani is is the Sounders broadcast. He is he makes that broadcast. Um, he is also getting some high-profile uh, uh, writing gigs playing uh, on Major League Soccer, soccer.com, and um, <laughs> .com.com. And um, he wrote an article, kind of like all of the takeaways from, the, from week whatever it was, uh, and he said, San Jose aside... Vancouver has been the worst defensive team in the West. They don't defend crosses or set pieces well, which is fine because we don't play uh, crosses or set pieces very well as a sounder. Oh, knew who would like a word, sir. (laughs) Guys, uh, Vancouver guys lose their marks too easily, and sometimes they don't even bother to mark, which is great. Uh, In a week where they conceded seven goals in two games, six of them came from set pieces or crosses from wide areas. Oh my God! This is the chance. This Yamar's is... going to get his goal, bro. Yamar already has a goal. I think this is Yamar's going to get a second goal, bro. <laughs> Kelvin Leardam's going to get his debut goal. <laughs> <laughs> Dare you? <laughs> I think that uh, Newhu will finally get a full assist and not a hockey assist, being able to whip it across now like he does, working his way up to scoring a real big boy goal. <laughs> Um, and and so on top of them already defending very poorly against crosses and set pieces where a lot of it is just your is how well your 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 defenders organize right which a lot of the time starts with your um i almost called him your quarterback your goalkeeper (laughs) it's football season i don't even like football season that much (laughs) um and uh so all of that starts with your goalkeeper well on top of all of their terrible defending um their goalkeeping position is is a mess right now so both of their both their starter and their backup are out with injury and so they just hey. had to go sign a um a backup backup goalkeeper from Montreal they just signed Evan Bush who has like a lot of starting um uh time a lot of starting minutes in MLS but, but the, he's like But what happened to what's his name Halsall or whatever the guy the like seventeen no, year old kid that the Seattle guy oh Brian Meredith oh what yeah. did happen to Brian Meredith where's Brian Meredith where's Brian Meredith <laughs> I like that you matched my tone where's Brian Meredith, <laughs> where's Brian Meredith? I'm sorry I'm googling it right now where's yeah, yeah. Brian Meredith <laughs> <laughs> It's just, we just have a tracking collar on him. It's like, oh, he's at Tim Hortons. Uh, where's Brian Meredith? Oh, uh, I, where's Brian Meredith? Brian, I remember he had a family emergency that led him to sitting out some games. But like, did he just never come back? I or? don't. I don't know. There's like, um, 
if you Google where's Brian Meredith, um, the first three like videos <laughs> that pop up are um, Brian and Meredith's wedding, which is not Brian <laughs> Meredith. And then it's Harry Ship leaving Brian Meredith hanging with hilarious, I don't know, it go trails off. Yeah. And then Vancouver Whitecaps FC Friday Night FIFA, Brian Meredith playing Stephen Fry on FIFA. So like <laughs> nobody knows where Brian Meredith is. Like him, I hope and, he's okay. him and Harry Ship, who uh retired yeah. last year, him and Harry yeah. Ship are just like hiding out on a houseboat in Lake Union. <laughs> with the seamen. With the seamen. Seamen. I have to I have to you have to properly emphasize the second part of that word, the seamen. You don't have to do anything, Brad. <laughs> All right, so it's a Saturday matchup against, uh, it's the top team in the West versus who knows where poor old Vancouver is. They've really got a bad a bad cut of the coronavirus because their country's taking it seriously and we're, um, and we're not and we're benefiting from it. And so I, I do feel bad for this squad. How are you going to take this season seriously at all when that's what's going on? Yeah, it's, um, that, it just goes to show like, uh, well, I, uh, on top of everything else, with the coronavirus, with that weird, um, uh, with the weird COVID cup uh, that got played in Florida, which meant nothing and seems like it was like ten years ago. Um, <laughs> with like with all of those things happening, uh, there still has been some uh, like truths that have been kind of like floating to the top, which is that the Sounders are really good but can drop a game here and there. Uh, LAFC wow. is a really good team but can drop a game here and there. Um, San Jose remains terrible, but then like you think like. Okay, despite everything going on, MLS still going to MLS, right? So you want to take the league seriously because like these these things like these teams that are good teams remain good teams. However, you look at what happened yesterday or whatever whenever it was, San Jose who has given up something like 40 goals in like a month, uh beat LAFC 2 to 1. <laughs> Like yeah, they've given before that they'd given up thirty eight goals. I was joking with forty. I thought it was going to be closer to twenty. I can't believe they it had, was actually close. They're at the bottom of the stack right now with a minus twenty goal differential oh uh, because they're so bad. But they still pulled off a huge upset. Yeah, I mean LAFC is seventh That's right now. Insane. Now the 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 spread from keep in mind, you know, we're not that we're only 13, 14 matches into the season or whatever. And so the spread between first and twelfth is only ten points, yeah, with a game in hand for um, for that. But like Seattle Sounders FC at the top, this is what this is the, the stat that makes me most hopeful. And I'm not going to talk about the five thirty eight prediction for the MLS Cup because I'm not I'm not going there. But the thing that makes me most hopeful and Hillary Clinton's going to win the MLS Cup. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the, the thing to look forward to the most, though, from Seattle right now is their goal differential. A goal differential of 17, the next best is six. Wow. That's FC Dallas in fourth place. So Sounders are crushing goals right now and not giving a ton up. Now, FC Dallas has only given up 13 and the Sounders 12. So that means FC Dallas just can't score, mm-hmm. which is a good sign if you know you look at the playoffs FC Dallas is Brandon in college. <laughs> hey guys, I play a mandolin. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, can, stop, stop, can stop, you believe, stop, stop. Can you believe that didn't work? 
<laughs> you're so charming. I don't I don't know what's wrong with you. You're too busy being big brother, I think. That's the problem. Probably. Your poor younger brothers are like, I'm scoring more than my brother. No, no, no. I had cameras everywhere, and I watched everybody do everything. I was very big brother. <laughs> okay. I was like, this is getting weird real fast, but now I, now I understand the joke. Okay, great. Okay, let's... Uh... Let's try. Let's bring this puppy home, Brandon. The, the match is on Saturday night at 7 p.m. CenturyLink Field. Vancouver Whitecaps FC are going to make the long drive down I-5. Will they get let back into their own country afterwards? We'll find out. In case you just got back from the Chonko Hut, it's time for TLDL. Too long. Didn't listen. <laughs> Next week's sponsor for Man of the Match is definitely Chonko Hut. <laughs> Too long. Didn't listen. Thick, hot beef. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Prepared by Thomas Edison Teriyaki. <laughs> and too long, didn't listen. Where's Brian Meredith? Where's Brian Meredith? Where's Brian Meredith? <laughs> Where's Brian Meredith? Oh, uh, you know who's seen him? <laughs>